Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to episode 190 of the After Lodge Podcast, brought to you the day after Valentine's Day in the foothills of Pennsylvania where the air is filled with love and romance and excitedness on my part because today is divorce season. Um, (laughs) Anyway, this is After Lodge Harlem, and I'm joined tonight by a smaller crew with our old standbys, worshipless producer Bruce. Good evening, gentlemen. Brother Jeff. Hey, everybody. Jeffy. Jeff Rowe. I'm going to call you Jeff Rowe. My wife just uh, turned on the air conditioning because for some reason it's 70-something degrees today. Um, I stopped by the lodge on the way home and, like, opened the doors so that the inside of the lodge would warm up. Uh, anyway, we have Worshipful Brother Squared. Howdy. Because he was the only person we could find to join us this evening. As uh, apparently Tony thinks he has the flu and he doesn't want to come on the show and I guess make us all sick. Because that makes He doesn't sense. really know how the internet works. Yeah, that's true. And uh, Sir John Hessel is busy um, moving. Here to the good state of Pennsylvania to be with us. Uh, after some local mishaps, he is now from Pennsylvania too. So uh, <laughs> when he gets done unloading his boxes, I'm sure he'll be with us. Pennsylvania is the place to be, y'all. You don't get in trouble for nothing here. 
So, how was Valentine's Day? <laughs> Apparently we're all a very talkative bunch tonight. You know I, uh, my, my wife went out with the kids, and I stayed home. Best Valentine's Day ever. I would have yeah, taken out. It was pretty glorious. I went and looked at... Uh, Looked for a new holster for my gun, and nice. Then went and bought some. Is that a euphemism? Nails. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the day to do it, right? No, today's oh, the, a very good point. Today is the beginning of divorce season. Hmm. I've got all my all my blank client folders folders ready, uh, ready to start writing some names and sending some bills. So, uh, give me a call. Did you buy that fancy quill-tipped pen you were talking about? No. 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 I should have, though. I got this nifty uh, nifty tumbler with uh, this, like, metal skull uh, a bourbon stone, but it's metal, and it's a oh, skull. Awesome. I hear it. Nice. It's very loud. Well, I've got it, uh, I can't really see it, but I can hear it. glass says, I drink, or that's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen that one. One of my uh, favorite lines of all time. Tyrion. From one of my favorite characters of all time. What a guy. Yeah. It pretty much sums up my life. I like to drink, and I know things. <laughs> and I like how it clacks around all the time. So, is, is it like solid, or is it hollow? Because it sounds like it's about to break the glass. Oh yeah, no, it's solid. Yeah, that's quite solid. And it's an so, accident waiting to happen. It is. That's it why is whiskey enough. stones are not metal, sir. I'm gonna break my new glass. Hey, I've seen whiskey stones that are metal. Well, then it would be a a, a whiskey. Slug. Yeah, it would be a. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know a whiskey cube, maybe. I'm gonna call it a slug. But you know, if you pissed oh, me didn't. off and I threw it at you and it hit you in the head, I might have a David and Goliath thing going on. That's true. Uh, I think that would work with just the stone or the slug, so, you know. This thing's pretty heavy. I'd rather get hit with a stone than I could tell people for the rest of my life that I was stoned. It didn't have enough. <laughs> like, I got stoned. Like, I was stoned by someone, not not in the passive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you meant. Uh -huh. You don't do that anymore. You moved in with a responsible woman, so. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> of, of responsible women. Um, I spent. So tell me about this. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, we. I think we were going in the same direction. Yeah the uh, the the festive gala celebrating. Yeah, Valentine's the Day. Thing that Mike that wrote this weekend. There's a a big Red Cross fundraiser uh, here. And they do a big Valentine's Day dinner, and it's real fancy, you know, like formal event. So it's like sixty dollars a person, and somehow our master roped a whole bunch of our lodge people into going. There so were twenty of us. I get there, and I'm trying to check in. And first, <coughs> off, they're like, "Who are you with?" And I'm telling them the local Masonic lodge, and they're like, "We we don't have we don't have any Masonic lodges here." Because somebody put us in as the social club, which I didn't even think to use. So then my wife like gives them her name because they can't find mine. And eventually they find her, but they can't get us our table and whatever. They keep looking. 
And finally, I like snatched the the paper from the judge, like the actual court <laughs> judge who was roped into doing admission. And I look at my <laughs> wife's name, and the the seats were reserved for Sharon and my wife. <laughs> I'm like Sharon. Yeah, that's me. I'm Sharon. Give me my dang ticket. So then, Mike, we, surely, the surely you did that on purpose, right, Mike? No, it was totally accidental. I mean, I, 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 I put his name on there. I didn't put Sharon at all, so I don't understand how they got that. Um, uh, uh, I'm sure anyway, somebody could get Mike was, and Sharon confused. Sorry. Go ahead. I told them I was at Tony's, so they eventually knew what table to go to anyway, because Tony's table was very popular with all of the local politicians, because, you know, he's trying to be the county mayor. Sure. And uh, we spent a lot of time doing that that night. Uh, the local state legislature candidates were sitting on either side of us. Um, my wife, who's infatuated with one and for some reason has this seething hatred of the other because she doesn't really get Republicans and Democrats or, you know, the same. She drinks the Kool-Aid pretty hard. She got in with Tony's daughter. It's all been downhill from there. So at some point, uh, I'm, I'm out schmoozing people with tony or i don't remember what i was doing and she decides she's gonna go talk to this other lady after she's inebriated and i'm seeing this end all kinds of badly uh like i'm i look over and there she is talking to her and i'm like oh god oh god um fortunately asked producer marshall bear hugged her and drug her away before she you know took off her stiletto and beat this chick in the head with it um and then his wife jumped in hell Oh, yeah, and then the local school superintendent um, spent, like, half the evening hitting on my wife. Nice. Would be flattering, except just, no, not that guy. No? Uh, oh, that guy. Anyway. <laughs> you're not into that? No. You're, you're <laughs> too, huh? My wife was hot. Speaking of wives, mine will be getting in the car in about 10 minutes, so. Oh, good. Thanks for letting us know, I yep. think. Yeah, it'll, um, no, I'm just I'm just saying it'll only be long enough for us to drive home, which is like a two-minute drive, yeah. but yeah. Uh, Marshall's wife bid on a bunch of the silent auction stuff, <laughs> and she was too intoxicated to realize what she was doing and then won, like, all of it and <laughs> had to pay for it, so that was fun. Uh... Do they, do they, like, announce the winners of those out loud over the PA or something? Yes. Yes, they do. And I laughed every oh, time I heard her hilarious. Yes. <laughs> hey, my wife bid on some hats, and she won those, so that was fun. And then uh, the pictures ended up all over social media, um, which is always fun. My wife's in particular, she started a campaign of shilling for that, you know, state legislature lady. Uh which I'm sure she appreciated, but I am from a different political party, and my wife is all over Facebook, like, singing the praises of someone else. Uh, it's a little awkward. It is. I, I Well, you know, I've got this ongoing battle we were talking about before the show. Uh, I, I, I've been successful in my time running the Libertarian Party, in that I have my, uh, have my, my own faction that's trying to see me removed now. Which is a sign that you're accomplishing something. Uh, but my wife shouldn't unnecessarily feed them by, you know, 
going all over the internet. <clears throat> Harlan's wife. Look at all these pictures she took with the other party. <laughs> Never mind that I'm, you know, trying to help with Tony's campaign and but also hide that. Uh being that Tony's a Democrat, yes. Yes, they, they can hear you, you know. Um <laughs> Yeah. So politics were the name of the evening. Um, and then Mike said that we're going to be two bottles of wine per table and to be prepared for the cash bar. And so I got there and there's like an empty bottle and another one that's like almost empty. So I'm like, great, there's not going to be anything to drink except I had some of that wine and then I don't remember my wine glass being empty ever. And there was like, I don't even know how many empty wine bottles on our table. You had a cornucopia of wine? I don't know where it kept coming from. Hey, <laughs> so you say that like right, it's so, a bad thing, so right? I've been going. That was my third year going to the gala, right? And so throughout the evening, one of those things is people get up and leave, like way before the gala's over. You walk around and you find empty tables and be like, "Hey, there's a bottle of wine still." We had 13 empty bottles of wine at our table of 10 by the end of the night. Jesus! Oh my word! Of course, we stayed till midnight when it was actually over. But we had 13 empty bottles, and we didn't pay for one of them. At our oh, table like, of 10. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sure Harlan was quite pleased with that. Well, that no wonder Harlan there was, was so much drunk yeah. and auction bidding. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was quite fun. Well, I did uh, I did bid on, like, like the thing I wanted to win, I, I lost, because somebody kept going behind me and, like, barely incrementing the bid. And... I couldn't bring myself to just way overshoot, so I just had this micro bidding war all night. Uh, then this dude was like standing next to the paper when they called, like thirty seconds left, and I had a, another glass full of wine in my hand, and I looked across the room and then just said, "You know what? Forget it." So I didn't go back. I should have. That was a nope. year-long membership to the local YMCA, and. Uh, it was I could have had that for like two hundred bucks. Huh. Considering my family pays like seventy dollars a month, that was that was a steal. So, I gave so I mean it, like it sounds to me, it would have been a value for you to even just bid high. Like it would have. It would have, but I couldn't bring myself five hundred dollars or something. Like the bid increment was ten dollars and I just couldn't make myself you you like as bad as you feel right now you would have felt a lot worse if you had won at five hundred dollars because even though it still would have been a good deal you would just always be thinking <laughs> i could have got less yes that's partially why i gave up and clearly somebody wanted it way more than i did um <clears throat> and that dude was super fat so i thought he needed it way more than i did but you know what I'm <laughs> the first year i went it was all raffle tickets so you just bought a ticket. We went through and bought a ticket to everything there because it was like, hey, $5 chance to win a $2,000 vacation for a week, you know? So we bought a ticket for everything. And they, the Red Cross made like 40 grand more than they do when they do silent auctions. But apparently they don't want to have a gambling license or something. So they quit mm -hmm. doing that. But, you know, well, 40 they, grand more, you think, <clears throat> you think they would get a gambling license. <clears throat> No, they have one. You can just only use it for so many fundraising events outside of your like designated space a year. And I think it's like four. So they can only do that in four places and they didn't want to use our little hick town as one of them. Mm. Uh, so Interesting. Anyway, we, we talk about the 
all the things that we do together as brothers that, that keeps our lodge tight knit. Um, apparently Valentine's day is, is an, one of those things we do now. Um, and our wives get together and they get sloshed and they say horrible things about us and embarrass us on social media. And, hey, that was fun. Um, we pile eight people into a like four square foot <laughs> photo booth and Tony is in there and the whole thing starts to tip over. <laughs> um, that was fun. <coughs> I think it so, would have. I think that dude on the outside like was holding it up. <laughs> And I really wish Tony was here to tell his side of that story or what he could remember, but alas, he thinks he has the flu. He probably caught it from all the political shoes in it on the epic day. He probably did, and it's really nice of him to not want to make us sick by coming on the podcast. Um, oh, so. sure, it just jumps right through the internet. Hello, love. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Uh, All right, so good night. We're back, You guys are gonna have to have to discuss more. Um, there was a Valentine's Day thing at the Scottish Rite that happens every year, and there was nothing exciting about it. Like every year. Uh, Did you go? So you had more fun at the gala. I don't remember much of the gala. <laughs> I remember the early part of the day. He remembers the first bottle of wine. <laughs> well, I remember the he, was just, he was just saying, like, throughout the night, his, his glass was never empty. <laughs> like, why, where does it keep coming from? Mine either. <laughs> so, I've been to political functions that are like that, but I didn't think this one was supposed to be like that. Oh, yeah. Usually well, political fundraisers are like that. You have like a glass of wine or whiskey or whatever, and then it's just never empty. You don't even see the people coming up behind you and like adding to it. And the idea is to get you to, you know, donate more money, which I thought was the concept here. And then I learned that Mike was being a bottle pirate. <laughs> so in hindsight, I'm kind of glad that we didn't register for this event as the lodge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, oh, it's still, so, so I've made a good impression. This event for many years, and the uh, people that organize it are like, just just take it off other bottles when when people leave. Like, take it off other tables. So, yeah, I've got the blessing of the. Event oh, they actually encouraged it. it. Yeah, like nice. they said, they said once people leave, we don't care that we're just gonna throw it away at the end of the night. Yeah, I mean, what are they gonna do with it? Drink it. Yeah, can't drink it. They're all. Oh, Mike, you screwed over all the high school kids. Because <laughs> uh, they get all the high school kids. They would have like, got all work, that wine. Like serving yep. the food and stuff, and then I think they only do that so that when everyone's gone, they can like steal bottles of wine. Exactly hey. like us at the fair. Yes. It, it like it's it's no different than an hour before the fair ends. Like. I don't know. The carnies go over and drink all the yes jungle juice. We, we give it to them. And I remember being in high school and working the the largest event in the big city, like by and far the largest event. And I would work security there for no other purpose than being able to like snag up the alcohol as people were leaving. Nice. It was a good deal, man. 
Good deal. And I wish I could explain why it was such a big deal because there's like thousand dollar drinks that people leave behind. Um, now I'm really curious to know what the event you're talking about is. Exactly what it is, but we can't. I mean, that, that'd be too much. The thousand dollar drinks implies gives me gives yes. me a good idea. I was thinking it was the uh, the state event that's held in the city, but no, 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 international event. Uh, the one okay. event yeah, that you mentioned it, it would give a beacon to this part of Pennsylvania, and everybody would know exactly which foothill we're in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Yeah, so I used to do that. So I can't blame the local high school kids from, you know, going to the thing where all the politicians are. And I mean, they're not going to get in trouble for being drunk because the cops don't want a news story of a bunch of underage drunk people at this event because it's where all the politicians are. <laughs> so it would be bad. Uh, I had never gone to this thing before. I only went because Mike made me. And uh, it was a lot of fun, but only because my brothers were there. I really don't think I would have enjoyed myself if it was just me and Tony. Did you did you do any dancing? I did. I did. Yes. Oh yes, yeah. I got my my white guy slide going pretty hard. I couldn't get my wife to go with me though, so I just had to make a fool of myself. You danced by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she danced with me to some cheesy like, you know, light your lighter and wave it back and forth song. <laughs> we did that, but I got huh. I got down to Everything else. We had a, a local high school girl who uh, sang. I, I don't remember what she sang now, but it was really good. And so Tony thought, ooh, that's who we need to sing the national anthem at our big fireworks show. So we both run over there beside the stage to like wait on her to come off stage. Though remember, we're drunk. So we're just standing there, you know, with delayed reactions, waiting on like this 17-year-old high school girl and her big prom dress thing to come off the stage. And then she's looking at us, and then Tony finally talks. And he was asking about, you know, she'd be interested in doing this or whatever. And she was, I think, just trying to get away. Like, I'll get you my contact info, and we'll talk later. But her dress was one of these dresses. It's, like, form-fitting. And then at the bottom, it just, like, sprawls out all over the floor like a freaking wedding gown. And so I somehow stepped on it. And oh then she went, she went falling forward and instinctively I went to catch her because, you know, that's what you do when somebody's falling. And so, like, I grabbed her right around the waist and caught her and, like, you know, set her back upright and then realized what I was doing and, like, let go real quick because, you know, you're intoxicated. So you're not with the best reaction time. And then I was like, oh, God, oh, God. And Tony's giving me this like uh oh look, and then it was it was all completely awkward. So what I know is this girl's not gonna be doing anything that our lodge is sponsoring. Ever. <laughs> um, but I saved her from a concussion. You know. I was gonna say she she could have died. You may have just saved her life. Uh, I mean that would have been my fault too, though. So yeah, there was no win for that for me. Um, but that's. That's basically the gala. Um, no, it was the gala. And uh, it, it. I don't know if we'll do it again next year. I guess that will be up to uh, Worshipful Censor Bob. <sighs> Hopefully, we will be able to go next year. That'll, that'll be... Yeah. It could be fun. fun. And next year, we're not running a bunch of elections. Uh, why was Nipples not there? Is he still running for city council? I'm going, for, I'm going for four tables next year. 
I Mike, can you not run the drill when we're recording the show, please? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four tables next year. Yeah, we heard. No, we you. heard you. Bruce is asking you to not run your drill and sonic toothbrush and leg wax and <laughs> can, can can the home improvement hold off until we, we've stopped recording, please? Hey, Bob Bila, <laughs> don't you uh, knock it off? Do you want to be on the show, wife? The mic's yeah. on mute. Bruce, Bruce, uh, Bruce enjoys the floating cactus in the background. My wife was asking Bruce if you enjoy the cactus. Hold on, I'm yeah, I very much. I thoroughly did. I love the. Uh, oh, I was just getting ready to give Tony shit. Oh for- man, now Tony's here. We're all gonna be sick. Crap. Computer's gonna get a virus. Tony, why did you send us a message saying you weren't coming on, and then within ten seconds you appeared? I didn't say I wasn't coming on. I said I'm Did you not? You didn't tell Harlan you weren't coming on. No. My wife told his wife that I wasn't coming on. I just uh, stopped in because I got to show you what I bought for the lodge this Saturday. It's a self-cushion. Uh, we a have an EA degree, man. It's a self-inflating whoopee cushion that's going to go under our sinking de- our senior deacon's pillow. You know the pillow our he senior... always puts on his chair. Our senior warden. I'm sorry, our senior warden. Come on, that'll be hilarious. He'll find it before the EA degree. Yeah, he has a great sense of humor, Tony. That's a fantastic idea. Actually, Tony, he's like one small incident away from probably snapping as it is. Shooting up you the know, line. Like, like, like you want you, you want a whoopee cushion to be the reason that our, but, that our sensor finally goes uncensored? You know it would be kind of funny, though, to see him oh, just no, kind of hilarious. lose yes, his shit. Laughing, that was the reason. In a laughing in the face of death sort of way, yes. Yes, it would be. Okay. Well, I just want to stop and show you my whoopee cushion, and I think I'm having a heart attack, so I'll get back with you later. All right. Well, take care of that. Right. You just Um, laughed. People don't laugh when they're having a heart attack, Tony. It's not really a heart attack. It's a a sharp left pain in the left part of my chest. So. Oh no, I'm 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 sure you're fine then. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, it's the left side. Yeah. Other than the other than the flu symptoms, the only other thing that bothers me is this left tingly this tingly situation in my left arm. So, <laughs> other than that, how's the how, how's the left side of your face? You only got you only got to worry about the right side. If it's the right side, then you're then you need to be concerned. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. All right, I just want to say hi, Tony. Guys. You're gonna get us sick. Cover your mouth. I miss y'all. <laughs> Bye. We miss you, Tony. Thanks for coming on. All right. Bye. Bye. Tony. Bye. We need some of that, <laughs> uh, some of that uh, Japanese Tamiflu. He needs so to just drink a bottle of NyQuil. That's what he needs. That's cool stuff. Uh, oh, speaking of cool stuff, there is cool stuff that's happened since the last time we recorded the show. So, been a why, didn't, couple why didn't we record last? Oh, last week I had uh, I had just somebody got back was, in town. I was too busy every day of the week. Yes, uh, it was. It's been crazy. Anyway, did you guys? Uh, you guys all watch the SpaceX launch, right? Like no. the nerdiest moment. I, I, I read about it, but I did not watch it. Sure, I did. did I did. The, I did see video of Spaceman. Yeah. Yes. yes, Elon is freaking crazy. Like in a good way. Yeah. Like he's not. No, I love who it. Who does that? He sent his Tesla. It's like floating in orbit now. 
Which how long? Like, is it in a like long term orbit, or is it like gonna? I don't know that there's such a thing as a short. Well, I guess there is. Well, I mean, just but... like they could send it up there, and and then it just kind of stops somewhere where it'll fall back to the atmosphere in a few years. Maybe. Uh, I'd be more concerned about, you know, I watch all these shows about the space junk crisis that's going on and like the, all the just junk we've put up there that's now hazardous. So how would it suck to be in the International Space Station working on some like mouse experiment and then here comes like the Tesla Roadster and just takes out the space station? It just plows into the side of the space yeah. station sticking through the wall. Yeah. Oh, like this is going to sound like a silly question. Are, are there laws governing space yes probably there well there are there it's unique because it's all it's all treaties for the most part like okay so like like international waters yes it's it's governed by international treaties for by all of the states who've signed on to them which is all the states that have space faring capabilities except north korea but those okay so there, there's not anybody who has the capability but isn't a part of this. Not that I'm aware of, uh, because the Chinese joined in at some point. Uh, the United States and Russia were, you know, we started that whole pact. So I, cu I couldn't just up and decide I want to send a satellite into space. I have to okay it with somebody or something, I assume. Uh, so that gets fuzzier, because uh, uh, the way the treaties work, as I understand, is, you know, every state has the ability to put what it wants up there because the treaties are about military applications and claims of ownership they're not really about how much junk you send up but there has to be like one um basically something that would ensure that the satellites don't hit each other like there has to be some kind of i don't master list or whatever that yeah has, I, has everything that's up there so NASA and the U.S. Air Force trajectory is or whatever. I don't. Well, I know NASA and the U.S. Air Force have like a whole monitoring center whose whole job it is to track all of the major objects in orbit and make sure they're not going to collide or hurt anything. One of which is now a Tesla Roadster. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so to be fair, it would have been just a big chunk of metal or something because when you do a t it's a test launch so you have to you have to have weight but instead of using i guess sender blocks or whatever the hell you would normally use why not send a roadster up there i mean you're gonna have junk floating around in space anyway hmm. and that way when the aliens come by they can inspect uh where we truly are on the technology spectrum since i i feel like tesla represents the the state of the art in that respect. Oh, I thought you meant they're going to see like space debris and be like, this is idiocracy. <laughs> I, I, I did, uh, by the way, appreciate the irony, which I, I didn't even realize this till somebody pointed it out. So he's playing uh, David Bowie yeah. from his, from his roadster. When in fact, David Bowie played Tesla in the prestige. Yep. And, <laughs> I think that was hilarious. Uh, can hear it because it's in a vacuum, but it is playing still. Uh, yeah, on the endless loop, kind of stuff that I just majorly geeked out over. And then if you watched, if you watch the the return landings of of the the two engines, I mean that was that was like rocket acrobatics. Oh uh, yeah. Oh god. So did they land simultaneously? Yes. Yes. Seriously? Crap. 
and they they like did the whole dance thing and uprighted themselves and then slowly like came down to the ground and in awesome. position it is it is fantastic I, I geek out over space stuff pretty much nonstop. my wife will tell you that she really gets tired of me and space stuff but so you could you could imagine that that whole day uh, i was i was actually in dallas so i didn't have to be distracted uh by you know kids and family and work and whatever uh so I, I was in the office building for for my company down there and i just went down to the lobby where they had all the big screen tvs like in the fancy sitting area with this going on i just sat down there for like two hours and just watched, watched this whole thing drool running down my chin the security guy was looking at me funny like, I've <laughs> bar like, i'm allowed to be here go away because <laughs> Because nobody, nobody sits in these. Like, if you ever go into fancy, you know, big office buildings, you know, that are more than 10 stories, they always yeah. have a real fancy lobby area with, like, a security desk outside the elevator yeah. hallway. Mm -hmm. And they've always got these TVs playing news channels and, like, leather furniture and whatnot. It's all, it's all real fancy looking. But nobody actually uses that. Every a couple of those, uh, a couple of those offices that are on the same street as where you have your individual office you know what i'm talking about yeah a couple of those buildings over there have something sim similar to that and that's awesome as a uh, milkman if you're like in the middle of winter or the middle of summer and you're super hot or super cold you just go in there and like lay down on the couch and just hang out and watch tv for a second it's fantastic <laughs> okay i don't, so I don't get the, to do that anymore because i don't have that route maybe the delivery people use it but but generally nobody's just sitting there for a prolonged period of time they're they're no, really just for appearances that's the point i was getting to is i think i'm the only person i've ever seen sitting on one of those couches looking at one of those tvs yeah it, it, so i kept getting weird looks because nobody does that i mean they're they're set up to this to de they're designed to look like people should do that but nobody ever does because you know it's an office building you're working um, and if you want to use a break room, like your, your individual office on whatever floor you're in has the kitchen or whatever, where you go to take a break, nobody uses the, the, the lobby furniture. It's kind of like, yeah, a I think it's just to look welcoming to guests. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're sitting there waiting for somebody to come down and pick you up to take right. you to their office or something. Somebody or something like that. Yeah. So I stay in a lot of hotels, and I've noticed that's the thing there, too, is nobody hangs out in the hotel lounge either, unless there's a convention in the hotel or something. Uh, it, it's, I guess it is just for looks, to make it look inviting. Except when I see that, it doesn't I mean, look if you, inviting. I know if I'm you have a room in the hotel, why would you hang out in the lounge? Just go to your room. Right. So, you know, the next Virgin Mary that comes along will be giving birth in one of those hotel lobbies. Because it was the only place to lay down. Fox News playing in the background. Yes. <laughs> How fitting. How fitting. Oh, you beat me to it. Oh God. So yeah, that's me geeking out over SpaceX. Uh, I'll probably continue to do that going forward. Um, now that the now that the heavy has been proven. It'll be interesting to see what NASA does, if anything, with that. Because unfortunately, SpaceX is kind of beholden to NASA in its own way. 
because you have to get launch permission and launch facilities and all of that from the Department of Defense. So they can't just go set up their Mars company and just go do it. Has Elon actually given a time frame as to when he thinks they're going to be Mars ready? Like to actually make a legitimate uh, shot at Mars? So a few years ago, they said 2020. Uh, I was thinking 2021. Then it became 2021, and then I started here in 2023. So it's going to be one of those things. It's basically like Duke Nukem forever. It's that that being said, <laughs> like every every time he's ever given an estimate on a, on a time, like it, it it's almost always better than what he says. Yeah, except for the Tesla three. <laughs> eh, it's you know you got to bring something like that to the masses. I'll, I'll I don't mind giving you a couple extra years. Just saying, I don't. I think that's still where too. His 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 technology progression is still light years ahead of anything else in the industry. All I know is that he has a thousand dollars of valuable money to somebody, and they still don't have their car. So, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple at my office now, though, and I don't know who they belong to, but they're they're the Model S ones, you know the hundred thousand dollar ones i always drool over them in the parking lot and i try to wait and catch like whichever bankers coming out to get into his tesla and be like can, can i look in your car you take me for i've been seeing uh <laughs> two or three of them in after lodge town here lately yeah that was the, weird the, i saw one the, the little two-lane road that connects my yeah. town to small town it's I, i've been like, seeing the same ones and i'm wondering what what the hell's going on who's driving no, a hundred thousand dollar car in this town I like one and a red one. There's there's a few out in my end of town and I always try and avoid them because I made the mistake of the first time I saw one, I revved my engine at them at a stoplight. Yeah, you're <laughs> and they smoked. You, that silly. went terribly and there was there was no noise. I, I died in silence. <laughs> yes. It was That's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, no, like I, I remember I watching even, out in the, talk about the that. part of town where my office used to be. Uh, you guys know where I'm talking about, uh, like the the 90210 of Pennsylvania, and <laughs> I was out there at the stoplight, and I was oogling this car in front of me, which was uh, a Mercedes AMG. I forget which model of Mercedes, but it was it was one of the V10s. Um, the thing was loud as hell, and it was just like roaring at the stoplight. And I'm just drooling over this car, thinking how many horses are under the hood inside those 10, 10 cans. Right. Um, just like, God, what a beautiful car. And then this, this Tesla rolls up next to it. And then the Mercedes starts audibly revving up. The light turns green. <laughs> and, you know, they both left me so far in the dust. I, I had to watch this all happen from a good distance. Right. Uh, it did not go well for the Mercedes. No, no. <laughs> you it's, caught up five miles later. The Mercedes sit on the side of the road. The driver crying. Yeah. Well, oh, the, well, the, the Mercedes was out of gas. Is what happened. <laughs> well, like, oh, yeah, that Tesla too. driver was already home, unpacked his car, and well, then Harlan goes driving by. I was looking at the the value <laughs> cars, and I'm pretty sure I, I don't know what a what an S class AMG even costs, but I'm gonna assume it's more than $150,000. I mean, it's up there. Uh, probably. probably closer to two. And I know a Tesla is not that much. So yeah, this guy supposedly in the finest piece of auto engineering in that part of town 
just got absolutely smoked by a little dude in an electric car. <laughs> yeah, no, the 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 S's like to 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 get a combustible engine car to beat them, you got to have like a million dollar car. Yeah. So you're in like Ferrari territory. Yes. There there yeah. are no 2 or 300,000 dollar cars that can beat them, which is kind of crazy when you think about it because honestly that just makes the Tesla literally superior in every way. Well, except except for except for it, 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 you know, it, your e doesn't get bigger when you step on the pedal. That, that's true. It is. It is kind of a letdown when you <laughs> and it goes the gas and you're pinned to the seat and it's an utter silence. <laughs> they don't play sounds back into the cab. No, I think they have or, that option. Why? Why would you? Why would you do that? You're driving an electric car. I mean, maybe if it was like a whirling sound, like like static electricity buildup or something that they could play. Well, I mean, isn't I'd isn't, be okay that, with isn't that, that one thing becoming law now to where they have to make sound because so many people have been getting hit because they haven't heard them? Uh, so that like, was, like pedestrians that was being proposed. Uh, I don't know that that got finalized because it became a joke all over the entire internet. <laughs> Somebody was like, "I want to equip my my Honda Hybrid with the Jaws theme song when it's at low <laughs> idle speeds." <laughs> it's uh, sounds. It's like you know. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't Maybe understand for deaf people. Well, I mean, I, I kind of get where they're coming from, but it, it's just so silly. Yeah, like because you can electric cars aren't quiet when you're outside like there's tire noise and stuff especially at low speeds so yeah. it, it's it's not like you can't hear them i'm downtown crossing streets all the time you you can hear the hybrids and the the internal combustion cars you know they're not screaming when they're moving at five miles an hour the the cheaper hybrids make like a a, a whining noise that that comes from under the engine compartment that teslas don't make though or at least that that the, that the nicer electric cars don't make right uh, but there's, the nicer, there's pretty much nothing but tire noise the nicer internal <laughs> combustion cars don't make any noise at all at that at that speed like i i've seen some some acuras that you can't even tell are running <laughs> yeah, that's true like the engine is running the car is idling and you can't hear anything like it's completely silent we rented a car uh, to for that was like that. Like I forgot how many times like I went to start the car and it was already started. Oh wait, nope. Yeah, I don't uh, need to do this yet. So I didn't see the point of of that law. Uh, I don't think it actually became anything. I'll, I'll have to go double check on that because that's uh, I made fun of that for weeks. I think we made fun of that on this show. I, I think so. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Probably. Yeah. Uh, oh, my wife is stirring up Tony's daughter about politics, and then gonna leave that for me. Great. You guys, I'm starting to hate politics. By the way, I think I need to get out of this entire industry and go do something else with my life. It's a little late for that. Also, haven't you already said that like a couple of times now? Yeah, but before it was dealing with stupid people, which I you're always politics. doing, so get used yeah. to it. Yeah, no, I I mean that's fine, but now it's now it's 
like family and friends and they're all in like these holy crusades and it's it's gonna get violent people are gonna start well it already has been in some places and you're just gonna have people randomly beating the hell out of each other over politics it's like i I don't even want to get on facebook right now because it's 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 a mix of you know guns are evil and people are evil back and forth back and forth no you're wrong and well if you don't agree with me you're evil exactly which you know is true when i say it but not the rest of facebook like that's it's just dumb uh and my my wife gets all blood pressure wound up and kind of scary over this stuff and tony's family's like that and i'm mixed in to politics with tony's family and i just don't feel safe anymore kind of worried that one of my crazy anarchist libertarians is just going to put out a hit on me like i couldn't get rid of him through the political process so i had to resort to other measures yeah it's bad stuff also found out i i can't run for uh that rent-a-cop position i wanted to run for which was very sad apparently in our state you can't do that and be an attorney go figure i'm rattling my skull y'all hear that yes (laughs) because all of my brain everyone here's your metal fucking cube Sorry. Yes. That's what you get for bragging about your skull. Hey, I've got an extra one, buddy. If you want to cool come by sometime, we can. Ice thing. I didn't know. People, I didn't know people were there. allowed in your house. Oh, yeah. They, no, and you unless unless they're you. helping you move couches. Sorry. Well, or they're. Or are we doing your floors? Um, <laughs> that couch. That couch was a gift. <laughs> right in front of my wife and daughter mm. the couch has a lot of family memories on it probably Get some it. of my my potential children <laughs> wanted no part <laughs> probably and that's your that's neighbors that's the it. reason i didn't want it Oh, yeah, those neighbor kids, they still do have it. It's still in that garage. It's kind of creepy. Oh, gross. Yeah. It's where, like, the there's, like, high school kids, and they all hang out in the garage next door. Um, yeah, now it's got layers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Bruce, you can come by. We'll bump some tumblers together. My wife's very inviting. I'm trying to say that with a straight face. <laughs> um, you you failed. Uh, nah, come on, buddy. Paysock's coming right around the corner. You can come. You can have Seder with us. It'll be uh, it's a good time. I will, let you, I will let you dip your vegetables in my salt water. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> that sounds appealing. Yeah. In fact, I'm putting that in the show notes. Lights. <laughs> <laughs> Pass over to salt water. Yes. Sorry. I'm trying to keep show notes and do this at the same time. We need a secretary. We like, do. Like Jazz used to take care of this stuff, and now she's gone with Jason. We don't. I'd have my wife do it, but then now it she does notes for the other show. 
Yeah. If my wife did it, it would just be, you know, I'd get the show notes and it's like, these guys are stupid. Oh my God, they're stupid. Like, like oh seriously, God, all of the show notes. Isn't there, isn't there a show where that is the notes? Like it starts off with like, I can't believe how dumb these guys are. Right. Yeah. Like the, the show notes would be like, Harlan said this stupid thing. Harlan did this dumb thing. Yeah. That's basically how my wife views life is through whatever pejorative term slash my husband slash whatever. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the world I live in. But at least you got a sweet cactus. No, my son got a sweet cactus. That is, uh, that is my boys. There, who's turning one tomorrow? I there, there's that. I, uh, I almost forgot that. We are having a huge blowout birthday party. We are, and I'm gonna make, uh, I'm gonna make chili. Immediately follows a funeral. Yes, that immediately follows a graveside funeral. For a guy who's not even from our lodge, but he's from a place that's like more than two hours away, and we're going to have to do that because it's right here in our neighborhood. And we're obligated to do it because last year other lodges did this for us, and that's just the way that karma works in this fraternity. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, What? Yeah, Bruce. What did could, I do? You you couldn't like get enough of our guys to drive two hours outside of town to go to a funeral, so we had to get another lodge to do it. Mm. And so now we're in the in the karma sense obligated to take care of this guy. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I I I feel like we took care of uh, a lot of funerals in my year, so we Mike's got to do what he's got to do. Which, by the way, where has Mike been for the last like hour? He just went silent, and there was his phone like pointed at the ceiling, and then his wife stuck her face on a couple times, and then he did this weird like psychotic smile for ten seconds, and then left again. Why are we? Why are we even doing a video podcast when we just have to look at Jeff's fingers? Because there are several viewers. Your static profile picture on YouTube. <laughs> Tony's Tony's whatever that light was that was all you could see. It looked like a workshop light or something. Did you see that? Like that's that's his bedroom light? Yeah. Well, I think he may actually be out in the garage because if he has the flu, his wife probably put him out in the garage. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Which is fair. She has yeah, well, we can't go into that on the show, but that actually also, makes sense. Like that he would 60. be out sleeping in the garage. Outside. Who's so. gonna be there Saturday morning? Huh? Who's going to be there Saturday morning? Everyone's uh, going to be there because it's a funeral in and that's what we do. So except me, those uh, who have to work. Yes. Harlan. Except those who have to work. Just stop in on your route. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come in a milk truck and then we can have refreshments. Yeah, no, that's, that's not going to be weird when my daily mileage, which is uh, 15.7 miles every single day, is all of a sudden 73 miles one day randomly. <laughs> well, it's just one day. They're not really going to notice. We, 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 we have to scan our mileage before and after the route every single day. Like That's, oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a thing. So something I discovered uh, in my job today is that in the good state of California, as if it wasn't impossible enough to do business in California, it's apparently illegal for anybody to use GPS to track anyone else, namely employees. So all those like GPS things that we have around here on 
you know, like the FedEx trucks and whatever else. I'm assuming else. that does not apply to postal workers. No, that's a fed- federal law thing. Federal property. They can do what they want. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's illegal to put a GPS tracking device on a car or a phone or whatever and huh. track employees while they do their job. I mean, I'd say that's crazy, but California's got like 10 times as many laws as every other state. Oh, do they? It does not surprise me at all. I spend more time dealing with California state law than I do with the other 49 states. I believe that. My employer has like three entities in California versus, you know, dozens, if not hundreds, in all the other states. Mm. You know, I read an article. That said they it's, were going to enact a law that if a waiter gives you a straw without asking in California, they get a thousand dollar fine and put six months in jail. Really? That, that would that would be a joke. That's probably not true, but it's believable because no, 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 no. It's it, it's it's in the it's in the house or whatever. It's not passed yet, but it's it, they've actually been presented. California. Like, what's, what's the reasoning behind it? Uh, because plastic straws, so many plastic straws are given out every day or something that it's filling up the landfills or something. I don't know. How, how typically California? Like, I don't know how people do business there. You need you need an army of lawyers and like two years of lead time to open up a freaking cupcake store. It's it's just it's it's nuts. Uh, and I always advocate against uh, whenever something comes up. We had somebody who was going to work remotely, but then they wanted to go to California, and then we're like, eh, probably not. We, we were going to let you till you decided you were going to be a California resident. We ain't dealing with that. <laughs> now uh, I have to like cupcakes, Harlan. You mentioned cupcakes. My wife's like, ooh, cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just zip your mask back up. Thank you. So, all right, that was funny. If John was here, he would have... We'd have laughed. I wonder how Masonic lodges get by in Florida with the instead of worrying about their Grand Lodge or Florida, great in California. <laughs> instead of worrying about their Grand Lodges, uh, you know, bylaws and constitution, they spend more time worrying about their municipalities. You know, thousand pages of rules that impact them. Right. You guys are no fun tonight. <sighs> it's Valentine's Day. Everybody's tired from pushing the beds together and mm-hmm. clean, and then clean it up afterwards. That's that's the big thing. Like you got to get that off the ceilings, and you got to bring in the thick nylon gloves, the green the green scrubbies. I mean, I'm exhausted. I had to work today too. Come on. Good lord, man. We just we have a guy for that. Like the pool guy comes in and <laughs> you don't even have a pool. <laughs> no. <laughs> he he comes in after I'm done and then does what he needs to do. <laughs> he tags and, you out. Yeah, basically. So I can go to sleep and then he cleans up when everything's done. It's, he's a great guy to have. <laughs> I'm sure your wife feels the same. <laughs> well, she's the one who insisted we hire him. Well, yeah, Pedro's a hell of a worker. He is, and he's he's tidy. He's timely. 
Uh, he's cheap. He's everything you could want in a pool boy. Yeah, this guy only charges me like 20 bucks, and he's over here for like six hours. It's nice. what a deal. That is that is some some skilled labor. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I got, wow. I got nothing. Yeah. I guess we'll we'll get out of here and we'll call this a uh, a light show. Hoping uh, Tony gets to feeling better and uh, John gets to his, get his back on the ones wrestled. Yeah, get your boxes unpacked, John. Pennsylvania is a fun place to live. Come on get down. We'll keep a seat warm for you. Yeah. Uh, worshipful, do you want to, do you want to say anything or are you just gonna, nah, I don't got anything to say really. Yeah, good. We don't have anything to say to you either. Put that funeral together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, other than that, you know, I'll see you there and birthday party and lodge Saturday. It's another full day again. Yeah. It's all fun. Yep. He's gonna have a blast. How often does your nephew turn one? Huh? One. What? There you go. I mean, it depends on how many nephews. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, I was gonna say, twice, dude, you got like other brothers. So, oh, three times. Harlan's not the only one who can do that. Just saying. Oh. oh now, that's not you, fun. How often? Mark you your words carefully, sir. Harlan's the only one that can't do that. <laughs> now, oh. if you would have said, "How often does your first nephew turn one?" There, there you, you go. go. That's okay. My nephew just turned 18, so. Hmm? What? My nephew turned 21. Yeah. My brother's kids are almost as old as me. Uh, it's true. Uh, All right. So, on that note. I was like, what are you talking about? Kristen even said, huh? Yeah, you're. Your kids are more like siblings, right? Anyway, uh, <laughs> night to my my cactus. For those of you watching the video podcast, creepily hovering over the shoulder every night. Brought to you by uh, said son who's turning one. It's very creepy. And especially with yeah. the hair plugs. Guess that's it with a hundred or oh, and uh, I'm about caught up with show posting, so you guys might actually hear this before next Valentine's Day. So that's it for episode 190 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Find us on Facebook at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. Downsign Freemasonry. Uh, still no, no luck on the Discord front. Soulfire. I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to make it this morning. I'm refusing at this point because that guy still owes me lap dances that I still haven't got. Probably because they're illegal now because he's in California. Mm. Oh, that's a tie back. Just don't use a straw. Yeah, we won't be using it. <laughs> there, no, there will be no straws or gloves or anything of that sort involved. Anyway, uh, until next week, brothers, we will see you on the other side. Happy Valentine's Day. Later. Later. Later.